Guys, welcome to North American Counter-Strike in 2020, where CSGO esports are completely Eurocentric, where top-tier orgs are blocking and deleting the scene like it was a bad ex-girlfriend, where young superstars are calling it quits after basically being relocated an ocean away from their home. So, is NACS actually dead? Just watch the video. All right, guys, before we go any further, you know what I'm gonna say. If you haven't already, hit the sub button and ring the notification bell so you know when we post new videos, which we do all the time. And speaking of new videos, if you have a hot news tip for the Don't At Me team, you can reach them at tipsatthescore.com. You never know, it might become a video. Well, it's 2020 and I cannot believe that we are still talking about, is NACSGO dead? I honestly thought we were past this. I mean, after Cloud9 won the major, after Team Liquid solidified themselves as the best North American Counter-Strike roster of all time, after Premier Orgs like 100 Thieves and EG were excited to jump into the scene, come on. So why are we talking about it? Is it because Tarek tweeted that NACSGO was dead? Of course not. I mean, not really. Okay, kinda. But whether or not you actually took Tarek's tweet seriously, the sentiment that NACS is dead did resonate with a lot of people. And there are reasons for that. Let's start with the bombshell announcement from earlier this week that 100 Thieves is pulling out of CSGO. Again. Nadeshot himself came through with a video to let us know that his org, one of the premier North American brands when it comes to esports and streaming, one with deep pockets and big investment, was leaving the scene. Why? Because 100 Thieves is an NA-based org, and that, right now, is becoming a problem in Counter-Strike. And what's happening right now in CSGO, everything is transitioning over to Europe. So as we talk to our players and, and discuss what options they might have, it ultimately led to, we need to be in Europe. And for all the reasons that I talked about why we want them in LA and why we want to be able to be there for them, for any problem, big or small, we can't do that. We cannot provide that for them while they're competing in Europe. And we did not want to stand in their way of the success of their careers. See, the problem all stems from CSGO having to go completely online since COVID has really gone super saiyan around the globe. And that has led to regionalized competition, like ESO1 Cologne being literally four separate tournaments. And those are four separate online tournaments whose competitiveness and entertainment value are vastly less than one single LAN tournament. Now that's bad for competition and bad for viewership. Nobody likes that. Not the TOs, not the teams, and not the fans. So what do you do? Do you ship your whole squad to Europe and essentially relocate? Well, look what happened to Complexity. They originally went to Europe to boot camp, but never came back because they were afraid if they did, they'd get stuck in the US and they'd miss all the big LAN tournaments. Problem is, as it turns out, there never were any big LAN tournaments. And as this clip from Complexity's Through the Smoke documentary series shows, by the time they found that out, it was just too late. Yeah, so we played here at Hydra for ESL Pro League. Um, it got moved to online because of the corona outbreak. Um, it's pretty weird because I've never really played a big term like this with so much prestige online. It feels weird and I'm not gonna say it doesn't feel as serious, but it definitely feels like not the same. The end result, unfortunately for them, was their young American superstar Oboe leaving because he couldn't continue to semi-permanently live an ocean away from his home, his friends, and his family. It definitely puts me in a weird spot because I'm not really sure 
when I be able to go back to the, back to my home country, uh, when I'm with my family and stuff like that. It's weird because we don't know how how bad this coronavirus situation is going to get. And in late September, he dropped a twit longer, saying, quote, With talks of lockdowns and chaos returning in the UK, and with no end in sight, I was not comfortable being so far from home during this volatile time. I never expected to live on a European team. It was one hell of a year, but I couldn't handle it anymore. I gave it my absolute all, but I underestimated how much I valued having time at somewhere that feels like home." End quote. It goes without saying that losing this kid, who is just 17 and already pretty much a bona fide superstar, is a huge blow to the team. Even so, Blast Premier just announced this week that their fall series would not be a regionalized competition. That means one big mix of teams from NA, from Europe and beyond playing in Europe online. And look, I get it. We all want the best competition possible. We all want Counter-Strike back. But wouldn't you know it, almost immediately after that announcement was made, Team Liquid came out and said that they would not be attending the first half of that European event. And honestly, who can blame them? They're a North American roster that probably doesn't want to semi-permanently relocate to Europe. Speaking of which, consider Cloud9. The only North American org to ever win a major is competing in Europe in Flashpoint Season 2, and Henry G has stated publicly that they'll be planning to stay in EU for the foreseeable future. Now that is a C9 roster, by the way, that's made up of one American and four non-NA players. So with TOs pushing the need to relocate to Europe to compete with the best, NA teams have a couple options. One, they can semi-permanently relocate to Europe and take all the hardships and problems that come along with that. Or two, they can just not go and miss out on some of the premier events in Counter-Strike. So if you're an org who doesn't have deep enough pockets to do that relocation to Europe, or like 100 Thieves, you just don't want your team half a world away on a semi-permanent basis, it's not a good scene right now. This shit, I'm out. But there is another potential problem on the horizon beyond today's Eurocentric scene, travel issues, and visa problems. And that is Valorant. Think about it for a second. 100 Thieves, NRG, TSM, all premier North American esports orgs, all without a Counter-Strike team anymore, all with a Valorant team. And let's not forget about T1, a joint American and South Korean org, and Sentinels, both with Valorant teams, and neither seeming interested at all in CSGO. Valorant is quite simply the new hot shit right now. Not to mention that it's specifically designed to be more attractive to sponsors than CSGO. And a ton of CSGO talent has already jumped ship for greener pastures. Now, at first, you might say, well, Colin, a lot of those guys are more middling players who never really were able to break into the elite echelons of CSGO. But lately, that honestly seems to be a little less the case, with guys like Six, Skadoodle, Hiko, even Nitro jumping to Valorant. But the real worry here isn't so much these older guys or these middling players going to Valorant. Although I will say that Nitro leaving CSGO was a big shock to me, at least. It's really more about the next generation of players. Think about it. If you're a 16-year-old pub star in 2020 and you're looking at the CSGO competitive scene in North America, you probably don't like what you see. Some of the big, fresh, new, exciting orgs that you want to be a part of are leaving CS or don't seem interested anyway. Guys are getting stuck overseas indefinitely and all eyes are on Europe right now. Valorant, on the other hand, is expanding. 
and I mean rapidly. All of these NA orgs are aggressively, actively looking to get in on the ground floor of the world's next big FPS esport, and you could be their next signing. And honestly, Valorant itself is just new and shiny and exciting, and CSGO is an eight-year-old game with some archaic features and a bad anti-cheat. And look, you might be sitting at home right now saying, well, I don't like Valorant, and I love CSGO, and it's the best, and despite all its flaws, it is the premier FPS esport, it's gonna go on forever. And I might even agree with you guys, but the point is you have to admit that right here, right now, there are two big boys in the world of competitive FPS esports competing for the next generation of talent. No offense to my siege people out there. You're a right bummy bastard. So is NACSGO actually dead? No, it's not. But it is facing a tough challenge that might set it back years at this point. Once the world gets back to normal, if it ever does, and Counter-Strike isn't so Eurocentric anymore, we can start rebuilding. But the question arises, will the region's top orgs even want to fight that battle when the time comes? And as far as the long-term health of the region scene goes, when Valorant really gets a foothold in North America, will it just lure too much young talent away from Counter-Strike? These are questions that, unfortunately, only time can answer. 